It's 521 at WFMD and WFMD.com. Right, I was thinking about Tucker Carlson, who debuted his Twitter show yesterday. And if you think Tucker wants to be on Twitter, then you're sorely mistaken. I think he'd much rather be on Fox with the one-hour program. But he did get, the last time I looked, about 10 million views on Twitter. So he inaugurated the return of his popular show Tuesday, dropping the first episode of a Tucker on Twitter. And I want to kind of share some of that monologue with you coming up in a minute. But I also have some thoughts about Rachel Maddow. So Mediaite, which is a media website, is reporting that she overtook Fox during the 8 o'clock, the prime time. Primetime television is considered 8 to 10. That's what the Nielsen ratings kind of categorize primetime TV as. So Rachel Maddow has a show at 8. I find it hard to believe that millions of people are watching her show. I think what's happening is people have given up on Fox because they know they're not that conservative and they're just kind of watching other things. The numbers are getting boosted by default because I think people are hate-watching other networks maybe to get the numbers up anyway 522 at wfmd here's a little bit of tucker carlson tucker on twitter last night hey it's tucker carlson this morning it looks like somebody blew up the kakovka dam in southern ukraine the rushing wall of water wiped out entire villages destroyed a critical hydropower plant and as of tonight puts the largest nuclear reactor in europe in danger of melting down so if this was intentional, it was not a military tactic. It was an act of terrorism. The question is, who did it? Well, let's see. The Kokovka Dam was effectively Russian. It was built by the Russian government. and It currently sits in Russian-controlled territory. The dam's reservoir supplies water to Crimea, which has been for the last 240 years home of the Russian Black Sea Fleet. Blowing up the dam may be bad for Ukraine, but it hurts Russia more. And for precisely that reason, the Ukrainian government has considered destroying it. In December, the Washington Post quoted a Ukrainian general saying his men had fired American-made rockets at the dam's floodgate as a test strike. So really, once the facts start coming in, it becomes much less of a mystery what might have happened to the dam. Any fair person would conclude that the Ukrainians probably blew it up, just as you would assume they blew up Nord Stream, the Russian natural gas pipeline, last fall. And in fact, the Ukrainians did do that, as we now know. It's not like Vladimir Putin is anxious to wage war on himself. Oh, but that's where you're wrong, Mr. and Mrs. Cable News consumer. Vladimir Putin is exactly that sort of man, the sort of man who'd shoot himself to death in order to annoy you. We know this from the American media, which wasted no time this morning in accusing the Russians of sabotaging their own infrastructure. Bill Kristol, the man who once told us that Saddam Hussein was responsible for 9-11, immediately denounced Putin as a war criminal and even more savagely compared him to Donald Trump. The rest of the pundit class made similar clearly okay, coordinated I, uh, Honestly, points. I could listen to Tucker all day long. Um, he went after <laughs> Lindsey Graham. And by the way, does anybody want the Russians to come get Lindsey Graham because he's wanted in Russia? Just hand him over. It's fine. He's part of the swamp. No problem. Nothing to see here. All right. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie launched his 2024 presidential campaign on Tuesday and wasted no time throwing punches at former President Donald Trump. 
Christie officially filed the paperwork early in the afternoon before speaking with a group of voters in New Hampshire, where he repeatedly hammered the former president on a variety of issues. And if I cared enough, I'd play some sound. But I don't really care about Chris Christie. He's a disruptor for the left. That's my opinion of Chris Christie. All right. More serious news here. Two people are dead and more injured following a shooting at a high school graduation in Richmond, Virginia. We have Lucas Tomlinson on the ground for us reporting. A total of seven people were shot. Two were killed outside a downtown theater in Richmond just after the graduation ceremony for Huguenot High School ended at 515 at Virginia Commonwealth University. At least 12 others were injured. Witnesses described the scene as utter chaos. At least 20 gunshots were heard. A stampede ensued. A witness described elderly people getting knocked to the ground. Among the dead, an 18-year-old male student who had just graduated, the other 36-year-old man who attended the graduation. The shooting took place about a mile from the Virginia State Capitol building. It's 526 at WFMB. I do want to keep you up to date on this AM radio thing. Congress is talking about AM radio, obviously very important to what we do here at WFMD, and they're debating Congress's whether uh, automakers should keep AM radio in vehicles. Ryan Schmelz tells us what exactly is going on. Scott Schmidt with the Alliance for Automotive Innovation argued against bipartisan congressional legislation requiring AM radio to stay in vehicles. He believes there are still ways to get emergency information to owners. Vehicles today offer a host of options for consumers to receive critical emergency alerts. Despite Ford recently saying it would keep AM radio in new electric vehicles, some automakers are getting rid of it due to interference from electric batteries. Some members of Congress, though, believe the integrated public alert and warning system isn't prepared to reach all Americans if a natural disaster hits, which means many will still rely on AM radio during an emergency. On Capitol Hill, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. All right, Ryan, thank you very much. It is 527 at WFMD and WFMD.com. We have to go traffic and weather together right now on a happy, happy hump day Wednesday on WFMD. 930 WFMD Business Update. I would argue that the Democrats have already legislated away your life savings. Anyway, I digress. 549 at WFMD. They're doing it every day with climate change. Every day. Chris Murray on the program now. Chris is the president of Murray Financial Group in downtown Frederick and the host of Your Financial Editor. You can hear that show Saturdays. Chris, very good morning to you, sir. Markets closing a bit higher on Tuesday. Yeah, good morning, Ryan. They did. We uh, saw that the Dow was up 10 points, the S&P 500 up 10 points, and the NASDAQ up 46 points yesterday. So uh, obviously nothing major there, but evens us out a little bit more uh, since Monday was a slow start. Yeah, Chris, I know we don't normally talk sports unless it's in the context of business, and you are a little bit of a golf fan. Yesterday, something major happened with the PGA and, and Live combining your thoughts from a, a business perspective and really from a public image, what maybe uh, backlash does PGA face in doing this? Yeah, I mean, I haven't played golf in like 25 years, but I watch it occasionally a little bit on TV if it's on. Um, but um, I think this is, you know, purely just follow the money. Um, you saw the PGA and Liv uh, really battling it out the last couple years, and you had uh, some big, uh, high-profile names in the sport 
taking sides and being very vocal and supportive of whichever side they chose. Um, and I think really, too, a lot of people surprised behind closed doors, they decided, uh, you know, to, to do this merger. Um, like I said, follow the money. It's all about the money. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, the PGA, it seems, um, compromised and decided to uh, do business with the Saudis. So that's going to make a lot of people very upset, including non-golf fans, because a lot of this stuff still goes back to, uh, you know, uh, September 11th, 2001, and, um, you know, the Saudis' involvement there as far as, um, you know, uh, terrorist support and training taking place and a lot of just terrible, terrible, horrific things um, all the way up to today where, you know, they're a member of OPEC Plus and, um, you know, they're still a very violent regime, if you will. So um, it, it, it seems like money won, unfortunately, once again from an outsider looking in. Yeah, you know, you make a great point because I know as Americans we forget about some of the pain inflicted, I will never forget. And I know every time September 11th rolls around the anniversary, um, you know, there are memes all over the place on social media with hashtags, never forget. But people do forget, Chris. And I think the longer we get away from that from that time period of where, you know, terrorists attacked us, killed 3,000 people, we do get cozy business relationships with some of the people that orchestrated were behind the scenes that horrible, horrible day. Yeah, and it's uh, proven. It's not, um, you know, a conspiracy theory by any stretch. I mean, this is something that's very well known. Um, and it's unfortunate, like you said, that there are so many people these days, uh, the younger generation, that know nothing about September 11th. Um, and uh, they have no idea what that date means and what happened. And it's just another failing of uh, the educational system because they don't, uh, you know, educate, explain, and teach these uh, children and young adults about the importance of uh, of what happened to our country that day. You're so right. I'd love to sit in a, a history class in any school in Frederick County and see what they're really teaching kids. All right, 553. Let's talk about ESG real quick. The Biden administration continues to force ESG agenda down people's throats. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a long time, and uh, the ESG, environmental, social, and corporate governance, is something that's being uh, misused, that ESG label. Um, and the uh, the last administration, the Trump administration, basically came in and said, look, you guys can't force people to get into things that they don't want to be involved in. But yet that's exactly uh, what was happening. So the last administration eased some of that, fortunately. This administration came back in and went full throttle on it. Then you've had these uh, state treasurers basically saying, we have billions and billions and billions of, uh, of workers' money that you guys are overseeing. You can't do that. Um, and it was pretty successful up until, you know, uh, a day or two ago when the Biden administration had a federal judge basically come in and toss out a lawsuit 
that's uh, that's being led by these attorney generals. So we'll see where we go from here. But I think people should really be mindful and try to understand as best they can as to what they're invested in, uh, you know, what is being done with their hard-earned money. Yeah, and you say that all the time on your commercial that runs here on WFMD. Do people really know what's going on, who they're investing in, what they're investing in, some of the core values of these company uh, companies? I think not. Chris, at 555, what are you watching today? We have mortgage applications from last week, oil inventory data, international trade, consumer credit also comes out today. Great job. As always, Chris, we'll talk to you next hour when the morning mayor checks in. Thank you.